Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, exercise physiologist and donut lover, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, I took a look at the positive effects that weightlifting has on your health and your activities of daily living. So if you're interested in that, then give last week's podcast a listen. This week, I'm going to look at some ways to prevent or self-treat some of our most common aches and pains. But first, we've got to have a quick lesson in anatomy and somewhat physiology. Uh, I promise I won't make it too in-depth. In general, muscles work in pairs. One muscle bends the joint, one muscle straightens the joint. One muscle pulls it one way, one muscle pulls it the other way. They work in antagonistic pairs. Now, in any, any given situation, there are other muscles that come in to stabilize the joint. There are other muscles that come in as helper muscles. But in general, you get muscles that work in pairs. Now, whenever you use a muscle a lot, you, you hear people say, I want to go to the gym and tone up. You can increase muscle tone. And by increasing muscle tone, you use a muscle a lot. What that means is the muscle shortens itself. So you get a shorter tighter muscle. Now, if the muscle on one side is pulling, the muscle on the other side will relax because it's pointless to have a muscle muscle on both sides of a joint pulling at the same time. So if you get the muscle on one side that is toned, that is shortened, that is, that is pulling just a little bit, then it tells the muscle on the other side just to relax. So Let's just make it um, uh, as an example. This doesn't usually happen, but let's say you've really worked on your biceps and you've got your biceps. That's the muscle in the front of your arm that bends the elbow, that it is really tight and it tells the muscle on the other side, the tricep to relax. Then you walk around with your elbow slightly flexed all the time. Now that normally wouldn't make a really big deal. However, if it gets to, say, one of the muscles on the side of your knee, if it's on the side of your knee, then the knee stays flexed to the side just a little bit. There's supposed to be a stabilizer muscle. If it's a muscle that is supposed to be a mover muscle that gets relaxed, then you don't use it as much. And if it doesn't want to work, then you have to get some of the helper muscles to do the job for it. So whenever you get these happening, you get unnatural movement patterns. You also get unnatural posture. And all of this results in some chronic pain. And I bring this up not only because my shoulder has been hurting recently because of muscle imbalances, but also when I looked at it, it said that one third of Americans will experience lower back pain significant lower back pain this year. Another one-third of Americans will experience neck and shoulder pain. Now, that could be the same one-third that get both, but it's going to be, there's not going to be a 100% overlap. And 46%, more women than men, but 46% uh, will have knee pain this year. So when you look at it, that means your chance of being in a category that has some type of chronic pain is very high. So if we have the chronic pain 
through a lot of our society, and a lot of this chronic pain is caused by muscle imbalances. If we can work on fixing the muscle imbalances, then you're going to feel a little better and your fitness will be a whole lot funner. Way back in 1979, Dr. Vladimir Janda proposed that the idea of muscles being too short or too long and the ones that are too long don't really do their job. And he, he broke it down into two syndromes he called upper cross syndrome and lower cross syndrome. And just as a occupational hazard, as I walk through stores and things like that, I'll notice people's posture. And I would say that a vast majority of people in America that I see have either or both of these syndromes. Upper cross syndrome is pretty easy to spot. If you have rounded shoulders, your shoulders are pulled forward and your head kind of protrudes forward, then that's upper cross syndrome. And a lot of that is from our lifestyle. You're reaching forward, you're working on a computer, you're looking down at your cell phone, uh, checking your uh, social media. All of this, we, we keep leaning forward. And for people who sit a lot, and that's more than a couple hours a day, then the muscles in the front of your hip get short, muscles in your glutes get lengthened, and that causes your pelvis to tilt forward. Now that's a little bit harder to see, but one of the times that you notice this is a lot of times when people are walking, their feet turn outward just a little bit. You get kind of, uh, I call it pigeon-toed. So you're walking with your feet pointing outward, and whenever you, or whenever you see that, then the person most likely has lower cross syndrome. Upper cross syndrome gives you sore shoulders and neck, Lower cross syndrome gives you sore lower back and bad knees. So that's what we need to determine if you have it and if you do, what you can do about it. Now, unfortunately, I can't see you from here. And if I could, I can't communicate with you directly. So I cannot diagnose you on a podcast. However, if what I said is familiar, then you may want to start doing some stretches that will prevent the or that will help correct the syndrome also in addition to these stretches you want to go back and do what we said last week's podcast you really need to find a way to strengthen the weak muscles now without seeing you and without having met you i can just about bet that most of you will have these muscles that are tight you would have the calf muscles the hip flexors, which are the ones that, that bend your hip uh, to like 90 degrees. You'd have tight latissimus dorsi muscles, which is just a fancy word for that muscle that runs down your side underneath your armpit, and also tight chest muscles. Now, there are some more that would go along with this that would probably need stretched, but some quick stretches for these. Now, all of these are static stretches, and for a static stretch, you need to hold it for between 30 seconds and a minute. For the static stretch uh, for your calf, you uh, put your foot back, get to a, like a wall or a doorway or something, put your foot back, keep your leg nice and straight, and lean forward, and you'll feel the stretch down the back of your calf. For your hip flexors, you can put your knee in a chair and then slowly push your hips forward, and you'll feel the stretch right down the front of your leg, and you'll want to do uh, both legs, you know, a minute per leg. Uh, for any of these stretches, though, you want to go to the point of discomfort and a point of feeling the stretch, but you don't want pain. If there's any sharp pain, you're doing something wrong, stop and get some professional help. For the latissimus dorsi, 
Um, there's a variety you can do if you're into yoga. Uh, extended puppy pose works really good. Um, if not, if you can find something overhead, grab hold of it and slowly bend your knees and you'll feel the stretch. And you're like you're trying to hang from it. You, you will probably not be able to just hang from something, but um, you'll feel that stretch uh, under your armpits and in the shoulders. For the chest muscles, you can lay flat on your back on the bed uh, and just hold your arms straight up and let them go out to the side and you'll feel the pull there. Or you can stand in a doorway with the elbow bent at 90 degrees and the inside of your forearm against the doorway and then uh, step a little bit forward and squeeze the shoulder blades back and that will give you a good stretch. Now, if these didn't make sense, there are some really good YouTube videos on this subject, but there's also some really bad YouTube videos on this subject. Um, my, some of my favorites for getting information on this, Bob and Brad, um, the two most famous physical therapists on the internet, the, I like their videos. Brent Brookbush, however, his videos get very uh, sciencey, and he uses all the muscular, all the scientific terms, and he, he may get over your head, but he does get the point across. And Move You, now Move You does a very good job, but Move You, he cusses a whole lot, so if that's going to offend you, then you probably want to skip his videos. But those three are ones that I, I really trust their information. So if you will work on some of these stretches and do them on a daily basis, then it will help relieve some of your aches and pains and make your fitness just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.